before we get started i i always like to ask the interviewee or the person who is here a little bit about their background where they're from what they have done and 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 where they have reached so if you can just tell us about yourself that'll be great okay um well um, i'm a graduate of uh, bachelor of homeopathic medicine and surgery i finished it way back in 1994 from karnataka university dharwad i'm from aim shri college affiliated to the karnataka uh, university dharwad and um, since then um, i have started my practice and i'm practicing for the last 24 years in odd and uh, still going good uh, thanks to the Uh, prayers of my well-wishers as well as uh, the faith that the patients have in me so i'm very happy we are stand today and um, well it's been quite a bit of journey though yeah so here i am today right in front of you talking to you yes oh thank you so much you you practice in bangalore that is correct at at yes. the ms homeopathy and you're also the founder of indiahomeopathy.com okay. yes correct. and and that's one of the first initiatives that has been undertaken by a homeopathic doctor to bring various doctors together yes. can you tell us a little bit about that initiative yes uh, actually it is an initiative to get all the homeopathic doctors online uh, especially the homeopathic doctors those are there in india okay to share their cases to share their knowledge to also help in propagating homeopathy and taking it to Uh, world research standards as well and uh, because we believe uh, you know sharing is caring and also your knowledge grows when you share and uh, it also helps your patients as well in the long run so thereby affecting the health of the nation you know so we are having a healthy nation you know so there are lot of things that uh, we had in mind when we started this was basically to provide a platform for all the doctors to showcase their cases to share their knowledge and uh, help in improving the um, homeopathy scenario in india we are also looking at global but that will be a different thing later down the line but this is a, just an initiative which is just started recently that's fantastic i think it's it's a, a platform where at least the doctors from different parts of the country can communicate with each other at least to start with dr shik homeopathy has its origins in germany and there are lot of listeners here who may be a little bit aware about what homeopathy is and some may be aware a little more about what homeopathy is if you can share a little bit more about its origins a little bit how it flowed into the different parts of the world and and where it stands in india right now i think it will be really helpful uh, see actually uh, to tell you the fact that of course it originated in uh, germany and from there it spread to uh, various parts of the uh, globe and uh, people are following more so in europe uh, probably in america and also you have in various other countries but it is widely accepted and practiced in india as compared to any other place in this world which is a phenomenal thing actually because uh, india being a country where shushruta and charaka started i mean you know homeopathy i mean ayurvedic practice was like the most you know here so ayurveda has its roots here in uh, india but for homeopathy to come and have a setup here and to be so popular amongst all the people um it has really taken a long time but it's made an impact finally 
because we see today people coming to homeopathy as not the second or third option now anymore at times it is the first option and probably the second option and i'm very proud to say that or rather quote i mean uh, the way uh, homeopathy treats patients is in a very simple gentle and sure manner without causing any side effects uh, the only uh, drawbacks at times that we have had with people asking is like you know how does it work so sometimes um, it's more of the symptoms that are visible to the patients which they get relief from and that is how they know that it has worked and uh, they are happy with the results because results matter at the end of the day and, and it's visible on the test that they do as well the blood test as well as the other diagnostic tools which are used so once it's cured the patient is very happy so that we actually homeopathy has um, really impressed upon the minds of people today especially here in india the research is also coming up and it is improving day by day uh, the ccrh and there are various other organizations which are working uh, extensively in the research department um and that is why we have homeopathy medications which are very helpful sometimes in this epidemics as well now for our listeners what is ccrh that is central council of research in homeopathy it's a body which uh, does a lot of research in the current uh, you know what are the prevailing diseases and how well these medications are helpful in which conditions so uh, that is what the ccrh stands for and they run their research work pretty extensively and do they work with the homeopathic association you were the general secretary of the homeopathic association uh, of yes, the karnataka south, state yeah, of, of the south, south yeah. yes so uh, yes they do work extensively with the other uh, organizations and associations as well uh, and uh, they also try to get information from their resources of through these organizations so that <clears throat> they are arriving at a better uh, how do i say Uh, at better research uh, which is conforming to the international standards or global standards as i say there are also uh, various pharmaceutical companies like recovec and you know shobe company uh, german brands as well as the foreign brands which also are pulling in amount for research within india not uh, yeah sure some of the companies are pulling in amount within india also and on an international level also they are doing so the it is actually homeopathy has improved a lot from where it started so that way i think this is the in thing happening now and i think it is uh, going to be the next best thing in health uh, how do i say in health providing you know uh, for all as such yeah making sure we live a, a healthier healthier, healthier life, life. Yes. Yeah, exactly yes. through a holistic way a holistic you know yeah way. exactly exactly yes. and yeah. i think that that was my follow up question so when you said sometimes it's medication but the way i understand homeopathy takes a very holistic approach sure. towards living your life you know medication is just one part of it i don't know how substantial probably depending upon the true, disease true true i i do agree see what happens is whenever a patient comes to us normally i'm just giving you why we call it as a holistic homeopathy is when the patient comes to you they come to you with a lot of problems whether it is mental or physical or a combination of both of these like what we call it as a psychosomatic disorders so they have come here to be heard number one second they would like to be diagnosed properly uh 
they would also like to have a proper not just a medical diagnosis a remedial diagnosis as well and with the right choice of potency and strength given to the patient you can definitely assure the patient of good results and complete cure that is when we say the word complete cure it is cure from the root itself we are cutting the disease from the root level so there's something called miasm we what we have in organ and philosophy that miasm is a disease causing factor per se uh, so we believe that uh, there are various kinds of miasm again you know i mean i could actually go on and on about talking about homeopathy and the way we approach about it and the way we go about uh, you know um, assessing uh, which miasm the person belongs to and you know like uh, we have sora psychosis syphilis tuberculosis so uh, where the person fits in and you know we normally believe that um, you know uh, the miasm you know i mean the problems basically start from the womb and end in the tomb mm. okay so this is something which we uh, actually see with each one of us that initially i mean when we are born we have no problems i mean unless and until there are some other medical issues as such but otherwise uh, we believe that there are certain factors that cause the diseases whether it is your external factors your internal factors whether it is to do with your diet your lifestyle or uh, you know the problems that are prevailing at home or outside at your workplace or it could be anything for that matter or it could be the allergens and you know and in bangalore we have bangalore is like the hub of allergens so uh, various factors contribute to your illness so we would rather say that it is a disease you are not at ease basically because of certain change in your parameters or you know change in your symptoms or uh, change in your health so when you are treated through homeopathy in a holistic manner you arrive at ease you are at ease with your health so there is no more disease you are only at ease this is what basically we believe in homeopathy i think that's that's a pretty good explanation of understanding from a very holistic standpoint of of what homeopathy takes as as an approach uh, of helping people and i think that's the most important thing but your answer brought up a very important question for me about allergies in bangalore so bangalore is a hub for allergies but bangalore is also a hub for a lot of people who come and move to this place in Correct. their adult uh, age you know after their 20s when they join their first job or something else True. they're coming to study True. here and i think a lot of our listeners may be interested what are some of the precautions that they can take especially with the changing season whether it's rainy season summer or with the winter approaching in in a few months what are some of the precautions that they can take when the season is changing or when the season is going on uh, that's my first question my second question is about their diet how should they manage their diet with these changing seasons as well true see if i really look at uh, it i mean we normally deal with allergies and uh, various other disorders now we re- realize and sense that people who are originally bangaloreans as well as people who come from outside that is from outside bangalore they are prone to the allergens which are prevailing in bangalore city unfortunately i have seen bangalore growing growing from bad to worse 
in the span of i think last 5 to 10 years we have seen a dramatic change in the bangalore weather as well as the allergen and the pollution for that matter so i do agree that it's an it hub as well but for me it's an allergen hub as well so uh, we normally advise patients to stay away from allergens as much as possible avoid their exposure to the allergens so if you could do something with helping yourself with a mask or covering up yourself with your any cloths or tissue paper that should normally help also inculcating good healthy living habits sleeping habits eating on time and eating food which suits you rather than eat food that would do you more damage and cause you more harm in the long run so thanks to the kind of Uh, IT hub that we have here, there are a lot of other companies which have come up. You know, uh, we have a lot of fast food chain outlets out here, and people just are lazy to probably cook up a meal and they settle down for any quick, uh, you know, fast, quick bite of these fast foods. So invariably, what happens is you're just building and loading up your body with carbs, which is not the right thing. You need to have a well-balanced diet, which is very important for any person. and you have to have that recommended number of calories as per who standards as well so um, you also need to ensure you get your good 6 to 7 hours of good sleep at least good quality sleep is also important a good bowel is also important at the end of the day and also at the same time um, your mental setup needs to be good you need to be at peace and harmony with yourself no matter what's going on in your life whether personally or professionally so if that is taken care of i think you can uh, avoid and keep at bay all the possible health disorders that you can and all the allergies that you can and allergies is not just with the, the respiratory allergies there are food allergies there are skin allergies as well so i would request all people who are listening that they inculcate a good healthy living lifestyle and good eating habits and a positive mind frame if they really want to overcome any ailment because stress can pull them down and that is the mother of all diseases okay so this is that that is what i would like to say have a positive outlook towards life and a healthy way of living that's very important yeah there is help available if someone suffering through or going sure. through um, um through you and some of the other doctors who Definitely. are here yes. in in bangalore So the second part of the question was, you know, with the changing season, what are some of the recommended food changes that you recommend for people to have? Um, I see. I wouldn't want to uh, uh, differentiate here, but of course, I will have to uh, say, uh, food changes as in try to avoid. Uh, people should normally try to avoid any kind of cold food items, like what we have seen is uh, cucumber. um coconut water for that matter avoiding curds at night avoiding bananas at night uh does help you to stay away from recurrent cold cough or sore throat infections even uh when you avoid eating outside fried food or any kind of food item which is cooked outside or stale food items that also helps you to prevent from not only food infections even gastro infections for that matter and uh, please choose wisely your quality of water and your quality of food it does matter uh, do not just um, give in to temptations is what i would say 
resist and discipline your mind body and soul that's very important at the end of the day yeah and i think it's a lot of it is a common sense for most people but our, our sense doesn't prevail when we see something <laughs> yeah, that yeah, we really yeah. love very, so, very yeah. true very true also i would like to tell uh, uh, you know the listeners that it is always better to start your day with a glass of warm water and end your day with a glass of warm water have a pack full of or a you know handful of your dry fruits and raisins so that you are packed up for the day with regard to your protein and your other essential oils and vitamins and minerals that is required the rest of the food of course you know we are living in south india i don't know about the other food items and how other people have adjusted here but then i think uh, uh, trying to have a well balanced meal of carbohydrates proteins vitamins is very very essential yes. for anyone today yeah i think i would like to add one point uh, with relate uh, with in relation to dry foods if someone's allergic they shouldn't be having dry foods if right? somebody is allergic yes of course they shouldn't okay. be yeah. if somebody is having digestive issues with that they shouldn't they be, shouldn't be so you see again it's like one's man food is other man's poison we were just discussing the other time yeah so Uh, it all depends on person to person so the best thing advisable for them would be to just consult their doctor once and uh, if they are suffering from migraine so you know they have to avoid certain dry fruits and chocolates and other things and uh, so also they should consult their doctor take the dietary recommendation by the doctor and follow it up that's very important for them yeah i think the second follow up uh, part of the question was yeah a part of the question would be I think what you're saying is having more seasonal fruits as well and seasonal vegetables rather than because nowadays let's say for example watermelon has become available throughout the year exactly and it used to be a summer fruit when I was growing up and I don't know the kind of impact I feel that I'll be having watermelon in winter doesn't even make sense to exactly, me. Exactly, and exactly. So, so I think seasonal fruits <coughs> is as coming to your point about seasonal fruits. So I do not believe in anything. I mean seasonal fruits yes of course. I mean if somebody has the knowledge of what a seasonal fruit is probably they will understand that and they'll follow it. But then there are of lately what I have seen is people uh, don't have the concept of seasonal fruit. neither the concept of having home food so this is a major drawback which we see in today's uh, generation and unfortunately they are more vulnerable and they succumb to diseases more often because of the poor immunity that they develop so um, that is something food is something very essential and very core to our health so we need to ensure that we eat good healthy food okay and yes if we at least try and listen to our elders the younger generation especially if they listen to their elders you know i think it will make a lot of impact on their health for the better i i hope some of the young parents and and younger kids who are listening they might uh, benefit from this and i i hope they do i think that brings up a, a very interesting point about the immunities i i know that you work a lot with uh, anganwadi workers and 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 women and, and children of of that strata do you see any difference in the way they live their life and and, and and how they are impacted by these uh, diseases or how they are happier or not happy in, in what they do uh, how do you relate that in terms of their overall health which is their mental health and physical health see uh, 
the uh, if you're talking about the anganwadi uh, strata uh, people or the lower strata uh, people basically now this is a section of the society which is a neglected lot and uh, they um, are having many other core issues like how to live a daily life how to arrange for the next meal and that is the uh, way they live their life and that is the thought that bothers them the most um with while working with anganwadi uh, workers as well as their children what we have seen and conducting various camps is they suffer mostly from nutritional disorders a disturbed battered family so there are a lot of mental issues also bothering that child it's difficult to assess between a uh, you know two year old till a five year old because uh, they are not able to voice it so the best way they express is through their expressions and frustrations of anger and uh, uh, probably otherwise keeping quiet they do not speak or they do not interact or they do not, do not show interest in any affairs even when the anganwadi teacher is teaching they probably not even bothered about it they are not even bothered to even come there so they are being forcibly brought there so it mentally affects them uh, the kind of scenario that is prevailing in their home with regard to nutritional disorders all kinds of nutritional disorders are visible and it pains to see them like this while we are saying india is developed and you know uh, i think we call ourselves digitalized and so on and so forth but somewhere we are still lacking in providing uh, adequate nutrition to the child of course now with the sakshay patra and a lot of other things that have come up people are very helpful um, and uh, they're coming forward even private organizations government and all they are providing them at least one meal a day properly which is very good that is really nice and commendable and a good job that even our government is doing but then how to ensure the next meal for the child how to ensure a good quality education for the child how to ensure the other facilities for the child a home for the child because while dealing with them we also found out that uh, you know uh, most of the times the women are the working lot the working force at home so they are taking care of the house as well as providing for their family as well Uh, so this is something that really opened our eyes with regard to the women uh, mental status as well you know they are very disturbed uh, hence when we were uh, doing the medical camps we ensured that we also do a bit of counseling to them and talk to them about their problems and also help them whatever possible way through homeopathy as well and uh, that is something that actually gave us a lot of satisfaction and we are very happy that they also gave us an opportunity to serve them and i think there is no one solution for all uh, there are more people like you who are needed to go and help and whatever we have earned in the way of maybe money success or our learnings are the most important and probably give our time to them to help that is what is also happening in lot of middle and upper class families as well i think the kids are are being uh, uh, they don't parents don't have much time because we are this we are in this like you said you know digital age information age and and because parents don't have time kids are suffering from many diseases uh, and and some of them can be easily resolved if parents spend time but 
I believe in homeopathy, uh, you are seeing such patients a lot nowadays, right? Yes, we, we are. In fact, to uh, tell you frankly, um, there has been a sudden surge of ADHD cases as well. And uh, we are also have seeing a gradual increase in the number of counseling cases for adolescent age groups. That's because of the digitalization and a lot of workshops also being conducted. Um, and uh, we also see that uh, kids who are spending a lot of time on digital equipment, whether it's their mobile or their laptop or the desktop, um, are, are also playing some video games and uh, things like that, they are actually losing out on their um, interest and focus in education. Uh, while some games and some uh, programs claim that they actually enhance the cognitive abilities of a child and they enhance the thinking, you know, uh, capabilities of a child, uh, they are more alert and active, but unfortunately it doesn't happen. So what we see is a gross decline in the education and their scoring, uh, which is visible. Uh, so that is one thing which we are seeing with adolescent age uh, children. Apart from that, we are also seeing a lot of behavioral issues with them and uh, lack of focus even in future. Forget about the present. Uh, the future is also not there, neither the present is what they are interested in. The other group of patients is uh, ADHD. Anywhere, uh, if it's easily identified, it's between the age group of four or five years also they identify and we have parents who come along with their children that the teacher is complaining that the child is very mischievous or is not sitting quiet in one place and very impulsive and hyperactive and you know not focused on things so on what the class teacher is saying so uh, and it worsens uh, as each year passes by it worsens uh, if it's not addressed and taken care of properly so that's where we have also seen the scope of homeopathy and homeopathic medications along with counseling for the parents as well as to how to go about um, managing the child and understanding the child and sitting down with the child, spending quality time. Um, then the child comes around better. And we have seen a good improvement through homeopathy in ADHD cases as well, attention deficit hyperactive disorders. You talk about some workshops for parents, some talk workshop for kids and children. Who does these workshops? Is it uh, from you or the Homeopathic Association or people from outside? How, if if some parents are listening and they would like to know more, who should they contact? Uh, no, they can contact us, okay, because we do it. We also have uh, on our panel, we have a psychiatrist as well as counselor and uh, who are available uh, as and when there is a requirement uh, and we also do counseling okay because whenever any parents approach us for their children or their child for adhd cases and all we uh, ask them to come and give us the entire history so the case taking itself can take anywhere between one to two hours because we have to go in the details and you know ask about even the mental status of the mother when she has conceived the child and till her delivery, what was her postpartum status and uh, was she able to cope up with everything and was the support enough from her family members as well. Uh, so there are a lot of things that actually go about um, in understanding why the problem is there 
and from where it has stemmed. So understanding the root cause root of, cause of uh, the disease per se. Yes. 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 And uh, you talk about uh, postpartum depression and stress and, and because uh, we have a, a new child in the house, we are new parents, we have 11 month old. So I think that that will be really helpful for, for my wife and, and for me if you can share or shed some light into what happens you know, right after. Uh, I know a lot of women want to lose weight, get back to what they were right <laughs> before. And, and there is this whole idea of, you know, let's diet, let's exercise. And that takes away time from, uh, from the child. And also it, it creates a lot of stress in, in the mind of the mother as well, because they want to lose right away. Uh, they want to, and they, they're feeding as well. So their diet doesn't go down. So a lot of conflicting things are yeah, happening. So correct. if you can, if you can talk a little bit about it, I think it will be helpful. Correct. See, uh, for this uh, question that you asked, um, uh, I would rather start it from the beginning. I mean, you know, when the baby girl is born, when the child is born, okay, I'm talking about uh, a lady in general, like from the time she is born till she grows, there's this first phase of, you know, uh, maybe till she attains a menarche, her puberty, basically. So once the puberty is over, the next stage for her is marriage. After that, it's the childbirth. After that, then there is this menopause also that comes up. So for a woman also, there are multifold journeys that she has to undertake and her body undergoes through a lot of changes. This has to be understood. Unfortunately, in India, we do not have enough of education with regard to women health, which is what we did with one of the colleges, we actually educated the entire uh, women's college on uh, the problems that are prevailing with the women and how homeopathy can help. So to understand, to make you understand more better, to make the understand um, uh, listeners understand better, uh, see homeopathy as such with regard to understanding the women uh, for her right from the time she conceives pregnancy till the time she delivers. There are a lot of hormonal changes body changes that she undergoes. She is no more the figure, I mean, she doesn't have the figure anymore that she always had. She's put on weight. She's not feeling comfortable. There are some issues like vomiting, hyperemesis gravidarum, maybe vertigo spells, maybe some other hormonal issues, thyroid at times. Uh, you also have uh, women with diabetes and you know hypertension during pregnancy and it just goes off once the pregnancy and once they deliver it's all gone so what happens is there is so much of weight gain that happens and in our typical indian society we have a lot of pampering that you know you eat please eat well otherwise you know the kid is not going to be healthy you please eat well so that the kid is also you know okay and you have to eat for two people now it is not one person you have to eat for two people so some way down the line we are actually pushing a lot of food at times, maybe uh, it's required and sometimes maybe it's more than required. There are other society strata also where you don't even get the required recommended dosage also of food. Well, that's a different thing. But yeah, coming to uh, getting out, I mean, going out of shape completely from pregnancy till delivery and post delivery also you're supposed to have a good meal so that you are lactating better. Okay, you are getting back your strength because body is undergoing your repair. 
you know if it's a normal delivery or a cesarean the body is undergoing repair and changes and it's trying to heal itself so during that process you know you are forced to eat food that is healthy highly nutritious and very rich in diet and our indian society has it all okay so you are just asked to uh, have it and then probably that's where you go out of shape again and to get back to the normal will take uh, definitely a long time physically coming to the mental aspect you are mentally battered i would say that because there's so much of changes physically that you have encountered after birth childbirth you have gone through a lot of changes within yourself you are fatigued physically and mentally you are trying to adapt to being a mother and being responsible for your little one now okay who is wailing all the time who needs you know being fed all the time breastfeeding so and you have to lactate enough to be able to breastfeed the child as well so there is a sudden responsibility that comes on to the mother as well the new mother i would say so it is very difficult for them to adapt at times and to manage the household responsibilities as well at that point of time and suddenly slowly sometimes these women get depressed now postpartum depression is actually um, not much widely discussed uh, neither people are aware of it there are very few highly educated people and people who really understand and empathize with women that they understand what their women is going through and probably try and help them okay in supporting them by taking uh, uh, time out for their child and trying to give her some rest so that is something which we see in today's modern strata i think even uh, you are telling you also doing your bit from your side so this is really a mindful gesture i would say and a thoughtful gesture gesture from the man towards or from a husband to his wife and it will also be nice when the father is able to bond with the child so that also helps a lot it need not be only the mother bonding with the child initially it can be the father also bonding with the child which will help the child later down the line it may not be visible immediately but yes in coming years it will be visible you know the bonding will definitely be visible so the women yeah you were talking about the weight gain that the women has yeah so if they really want to lose weight they we have a very nice program for them i would don't want to do any marketing here but homeopathy medications do help in reducing the weight of you know this post delivery and all what they have uh, of the women uh, gradually without any side effects and uh, in a very gentle manner so it will not even harm the child but sometimes um, it is always advisable that you rather wait for 6 months at least and then you can start with the weight loss program because then there will be a diet chart also which will be given like we do that we also give the diet chart we also tell uh, how they have to take the medications and what are the other di- dietary changes that they have to do uh, we also ask them to inculcate walking okay as, as a regular part of their routine lifestyle at least 45 minutes to 1 hour of walking daily followed by a bit of floor exercises or stretching exercises that's where i incorporate yoga and <laughs> you are like yoga expertise yourself so that's where i also in- incorporate a couple of yogasanas <clears throat> to help them tone their body 
so it's not about just being like you know gym fit it's about having a nice supple flexible body a healthy body and a mind that's what matters at the end of the day i think that's a very important point that eventually having a calm mind is what is needed definitely and everything else will slowly fall in fall place fall in place yes definitely yeah. i i think that's that's very good to know and i'm sure uh, it's not only the the women who have just delivered or, or new moms or new mothers i think it's for everyone true even if they are overweight if they're trying to lose weight yeah. or if they're trying to be healthy it's the mind that's the most important just saying that everything is fine the way it is and then eventually working towards whatever goal that they have correct they have to work towards you know getting themselves more fitter now if they feel they are all right and yet the reports are saying no <laughs> that is something that they have to really make a change uh, that's where they need to change so they need to uh, adapt to the modern lifestyle also at the same time keeping a, their mind body and soul in harmony that's very very important it's only then the harmony in the house also will be there otherwise it's um, you know disaster for everyone <laughs> i see lot of parallels between ayurveda and homeopathy uh, is that something that's been there for a long time or is it uh, because it's in india that you're practicing that that you've learned things about ayurveda as well and they are incorporated in homeopathy see uh, yeah i mean uh, it's a very good thing that point that you brought up being in india you know we are exposed to alternative systems ayush for that matter ayurveda yoga is another one then you have the yunani you have siddha and you have homeopathy uh, ayush has really caught up big time in the last 5 years more so i mean it's like visible everywhere and uh, government is also funding a lot of projects associated with that so we have a bhavan homeo bhavan also which we have uh, which recently uh, the it's been inaugurated in bangalore here and uh, that is also to cater to the masses and uh, to the needy at a very uh, reasonably priced economically priced rate um, now if i look at uh, like you were talking about ayurveda and homeopathy whether they have some kind of similarity similarity is that they are the best alternative treatments available today more so in india okay ayurveda is very popular in india as compared to anywhere but now it's taken a global pat- platform and it is also like uh, popularized um, everywhere else around the globe homeopathy too for that matter although the origins are not from here but it's kind of gained so much of popularity like i told you in the first uh, uh, phase of our talk itself that it's more so in india than in any other country and now europe is suddenly catching up Uh, with uh, dr george vidalkar's doing uh, you know his own methodology of uh, treatment and um, his approach towards uh, things uh, homeopathy he's got a different perspective altogether so in europe uh, today uh, he's gaining a lot of popularity and ayurveda and homeopathy we have the same sources plants source animal source you know mineral kingdom and infanterivalia you have a lot of similarities from the sources the basic difference comes is in the method of preparation of medications how they are uh, procured which part of the plant is taken whether it's the stem the bud the leaf the root part which part is taken and how the medications are made so we have 
you know succussion we have titurations we have a lot of elaborate processes unlike ayurveda which is more of the crushing and then the remainder extracts and more of kashayams and powders and other things and all here it is more to do with the dilutions and tinctures and in the pill form or you know various other forms that we have so i think uh, homeopathy per se as such is uh, much more refined i would say ayurveda is still a little bit crude form i would say okay uh, and uh, i have found that sometimes people do not get so much adjusted to ayurvedic medications because of the pungent nature or the strong nature of it whereas in homeopathy we have a very very minute uh, uh, refined distilled process so you hardly get any uh, strong pungent flavors and all unless and until it's a tincture that uh, the doctor is prescribing you so whenever the person takes here it's more of nano doses very small nano in today's world of nanotechnology so we have homeopathy with nano doses so it's befitting that homeopathy fits for the modern uh, day uh, you know man and his health problems Yeah, absolutely yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. so it's it's fitting right in right in yes. exactly it just fits for in the right times there. yeah <laughs> <laughs> the present times yes, yes. yeah um, so uh, before we end you know i i would like to give you an opportunity if if there is uh, uh if you would like to shed some light on uh the the state of homeopathy uh and and the future of of what it looks like uh not just in india but from a global perspective um and and uh and how uh, it can benefit someone instantaneously instantaneously is a new word uh, that has been and that has you come mean, up recently uh, how helpful it will be for people with immediate uh, issues Correct, in yes, acute cases yes, yes. okay that's a nice thing actually uh, you brought up um you know people have this misconception that homeopathy is only for chronic diseases which is not true uh, trust me even when i uh, before a joint homeopathy i was also under the impression that homeopathy suits only for joint disorders or asthma these were the conditions which were drilled into our brains that it's very slow process it will take years together to get cured and uh, contrary to that contrary to that uh, what i have found once i started my practice and even while i was studying is um there are acute conditions where just one dose at times does the magic provided your diagnosis is right that is your disease diagnosis as well as your remedial diagnosis along with the right choice of potency and strength that you choose with the homeopathy medication mm-hmm. for that particular patient and how it has to be given whether in the liquid form pill form or you know dilution whatever you call it so and for that you need the patient to be uh, telling you the exact symptoms not dramatizing it so there uh, is where uh, you know the patient's play is very very important in such cases if you really want good results the patient has to be like you know open and clear and honest about their symptoms it's only then the doctor is able to prescribe and give results asap acute remedies acute conditions i mean the results are instantaneous if not one dose maybe it may take up to two three doses or so but results are there i have had patients uh, who were recommended by my allopathic friends who have come because their vomiting hasn't stopped or their pain hasn't stopped and once they have taken you know the homeopathic medication in the clinic itself they have felt much better 
and they haven't had a relapse of that i mean for whatever conditions they have come so chronic disease is also it's not necessary years together it can be uh, about a year or so depending upon how the patient responds how they aptly follow your advice and their treatment and um, uh, whether they are taking the medications on time or not and uh, hopefully they are following all the advices like you know no, not having raw ginger garlic onion coffee strong flavoring agents or having any uh, i mean smoking or drinking uh, that's when the medicines work better if they are not doing any of these i think that's uh, i think that's a good way to to end the discussion or at least come towards the close of of the thing to make sure people don't drink coffee or tea <laughs> <laughs> no they can have tea of course but not uh, coffee uh, and definitely no raw ginger garlic onion while they are taking homeopathy treatment and there are certain diets which are recommended as per the diseases so that also if patients follow the recovery is faster which is why most of the patients say doctor please recommend a particular diet so that we get we recover quickly because that is something which is uh, very particular to our treatment that we do at our ms homeopathic medical center that we are very much keen on knowing the diet and lifestyle of that particular patient and uh, we advise them accordingly so we do not give them suddenly something okay this is what you have to do but apart from the basics that have to be avoided we also tell them that uh, if you can tell us what you are doing from morning till night let us see what are the changes that we can do so we customize it as per each patient because only when you do that then it's easier for them to follow and then results also will come in quickly absolutely it's it's again the mindset of one size doesn't fit all it yes. has to be customized, customized. To whatever Very true. it is well thank you so much dr shake for being here spending the time to speak with us to speak with our listeners we are very very thankful that that you have uh, come here and talked about homeopathy and i'm sure a lot of the listeners who have who don't know much about homeopathy which uh, are going to be few i'm, I'm sure uh, will learn from from what we have talked today and if and when they need it they can approach either you or other homeopathic definitely doctors. definitely thank you so much for giving us an opportunity to come here and talk to you and of course you know uh, to also make uh, uh have us as your guest here so that we are able to propagate homeopathy in a better way and should your listeners have any doubts or any clarifications that they would require from rn or any help they would require from rn they can definitely contact us okay at our ms homeopathic medical center yes yeah. and and your website if you can uh, yes yeah, sure it is www.mshomeopathicmedicalcenter.com we are also on google maps as well and there is a link also on our uh, home site uh, web page that can direct a person to the location and uh, to put it in a nutshell let me just give you a small thing as to what we do we uh, are uh, in this for the last 24 odd years so we specialize in allergies polycystic ovaries women and children health related disorders uh renal uh, stones as well we also do counseling for anxiety depression and behavioral disorders as well um de addiction to tobacco and alcohol to certain extent we also deal a lot with um, ibs and psychosomatic disorders like migraine as well so um, and gastritis ulcers so there are a variety of uh, uh, diseases which can be treated all are listed on the website 
mshomeopathicmedicalcenter.com so they can actually go there and have a look and uh, if they have any issues they can definitely get back to us and we'll help them in whatever best possible way and thanks to you uh, and <laughs> hopefully whatever we have told helps the patients at the end of the day i would always want to tell them that there's nothing better than having a healthy mindset with a healthy mind and soul and body and please try to keep yourselves fit by at least walking every day for 45 minutes exercising for another 15 minutes uh, having water at least about 1 to 2 liters of uh, water in a day and trying to have fruits in their real form than in the juice form uh, also try to have food on time and eat the right kind of food at the right time try to sleep on time keep away your phones and other distractions as much as possible work as much as you have to because it's only one life we got enjoy it as well thank that's, you so much uh, that's a great closing note uh, thank you so much uh to our listeners uh who have tuned in to listen to the mindful Initi- initiative podcast if you like our podcast please share it with your friends and family and don't forget us don't forget to like it either on google play store or itunes thank you so much thank you so much